Welcome to the Six Ways to Sunday podcast, hosted by award-winning television director, documentary filmmaker, author, and speaker, Craig D. Forrest. Join Craig for the next few minutes as he interviews leaders, artists, and creatives about trends and insights shaping our digital world and faith-based media. This podcast is produced and brought to you by Matchstick Media International. Now, here's Craig. Well, we have a feature film director, which is great on the podcast today. A huge amount, long list of credits, huge amount of experience. Michael Seibel. Thank you, Michael, for joining us today. Craig, it's a pleasure to be here. Very good. Michael is very much, you look up the word veteran, uh, it's probably all in caps in his picture uh, is next to it. I mean, we're not talking Scorsese in his 80s or uh, Coppola or any of those that have done uh, you know, 50 films as Michael and I were talking about before we started. But Michael has a long, long list of experience on an immense amount of pictures. Now, Michael, you're from Wisconsin. Tell us a little bit about growing up there. And I know uh, that I read that you then went to UCLA. How, what was your uh, trajectory to do that? Well, I grew up in, uh, even though I was born in Madison, I grew up in a small town called Wausau, Wisconsin, which forever, the insurance company there sponsored 60 Minutes. And uh, I think they might have even been the sole sponsor. And uh, it put us on the map as a workman's compensation insurance company. And the town, about 30,000 people. And as I was growing up, my uh, attention and my focus uh, were drawn to uh, California and the um, surf music, uh, Jan and Dean, the Beach Boys, and culturally, how a lot of stuff seemed to be coming out of California and Los Angeles. And um, it wasn't until I was around 14 when I was uh, uh, watching TV one night and a special came on, The Making of Dr. Zhivago. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it was probably a couple of years after the film was made or, or right around that time. Uh, and I, I, oh my gosh, I'd seen the film several times. I became, I was enamored with the pageantry, the cinematography, the direction, the music, uh, the, the Russian revolution, everything. And Julie Christie, of course. And uh, I just absolutely um, uh, knew that I mean that was just a movie that was on my radar but when I saw the making of I saw that there was a guy behind the camera who was telling everybody what to do and he was the main creative force of course that was Sir David Lean and uh, he was the director and I said that's what I want to do I want to direct movies and uh, never really wavered from that um, you, now you mentioned UCLA so I uh, uh, finished high school and a couple of my friends uh, said, even though I was accepted to Madison, um, uh, my friend said, hey, let's just go to Oshkosh, this little school uh, in the area, and we'll be able to, um, you know, get better grades and they won't, classes won't be as big. And, and since I didn't have a great high school career, <laughs> I, I won't even tell my son what my grade point was because I think he'll look at me differently. But uh, I, I, I was at the University of Wisconsin and I exhausted all their film classes mm -hmm. in the first year, year and a half. 
And so one day I was sitting in a class, uh, pretty much the senior level class as a, as a, either a, a, a freshman or a first semester sophomore. And a, a kid was yelling at the professor, how come we can't make movies with sound on them? And the professor said, look, if you want to make movies with sound on them, go to UCLA. Otherwise, shut up. Wow. I got up. I walked out of that class. I crossed the street to the counseling center. Back in the day, they had catalogs from every major university. They had UCLA. And of course, at that moment, I, I discovered that the LA part of UCLA was Los Angeles. I'm going, oh, wow, this is a good fit. And I applied that day. Uh, well, you send in money to get the application. It's a little different than some other schools. And I, uh, I prayed about it. And uh, my essay was, uh, as some people would say, quite faith focused. I said, I wanna make movies that glorify the name of Jesus Christ around the world. And I said, I, I, I thought I was going a little overboard on that. So at the very end, I also added, I also like girls and rock and roll. Well, so, there yeah. you go. So pretty diverse guy, pretty even keeled. And um, I didn't want them to think I, that I was a complete religious fanatic because I just didn't know who I was dealing with. And uh, just to draw the story, this chapter to a close, um, my parents found out that I applied and they started asking like, did you apply to UCLA? I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's like on the West coast. It's like, have you thought about this? And I, and I, I put it off for as long as I could, but then on Easter. Oh, and th so then my mother got a hold of my essay, which I Xeroxed for a quarter a page, those old Xerox pages that are dripping with chemicals and, and they're about two pounds each. And <laughs> she read my essay and she said, Michael, th this will get you into Oral Roberts University. It's right. not going to get you into UCLA. So uh, meanwhile, UCLA was communicating with me saying, if you, if, if you can't get in here, would you go to a University of California? I said, no. And they, they wrote another letter. Well, if you can't get in here, would you consider an art major or art history major? And I went, no. And on Easter Sunday weekend, I got a letter that I was one out of 19 students accepted to the film program out of thousands who applied. Wow. So I figured that was a good, good direction. That was a good, uh, shall we say, um, an indicator that, that that was my destiny. I, I, mean, I certainly uh, tested everyone on that. So you go to UCLA and get your degree. Yeah, that's a film that's uh, one of the top film schools, USC, UCLA, AFI, Cal Arts. I went to Chapman University. Excellent school. Excellent school. Really, in the last 20 years, has moved up to top five in, in America. Other ones, NYU would be in there. And we could probably have a tick list of the, the wonderful film schools in America and across the world. So during that time, you were really put to the test, but I bet you were loving this because you're not doing all these general courses that you might have had to do that, but you are now learning the craft of filmmaking. That must have been a blast. It was. Uh, there were a number of teachers who had 
either achieved some sort of success in their professional lives or um, my cinematography teacher shot a bunch of films in Czechoslovakia and he escaped when the Russians invaded, uh, which sounds very similar to history today. And um, so we got to know him personally as well. And uh, Milos Forman was good friends with him. And, and so it was, it was really great to meet that. Our, we, we learned about distribution, exhibition. Uh, we learned about the business. We learned about, um, you know, how to shoot a phone booth at night, you know? I mean, it, it was, it was um, A to Z and we had to mix our own films. We edited our own films. Um, it was just really hands-on. And um, it, was, it was a marvelous time. And I'm sure you, uh, I, I don't know if I'm going to anticipate your next question, but uh, uh, two things happened. Uh, the first is that I kept getting hit on my bicycle. I, I was living in Culver City, about five miles away. And uh, people opening their car doors on me and, and all of that. And uh, I just, my dad said, you got to join this fraternity. I was in this fraternity. And, uh, you know, so they took me in. And uh, it was a uh, kind of an animal house type experience. A lot of great guys. Is this, really back, to, is this, is this back up at Westwood for that? Yeah, in Westwood uh, on, off of, on Gailey Avenue, sure. uh, just, just off of the campus. And uh, just really um, met another guy there who was in the film department. And I said to him, hey, you know what, what are we going to do, you know, when we graduate? And uh, I don't think based on all the people we've been meeting that you start at the bottom, you know, like another craft, like uh, if you're a, a carpenter or, or something where you, you become an apprentice. I said, I think you, we want to start at the top. He goes, okay. So we wrote a script, sent it to three studios, and one of the three studios uh, read the script and, and was interested uh, in buying it, which was, you know, just off the charts. If you know the statistics of this, of this happening. Um, in fact, the only reason I got a hold of the guy was because his secretary was out getting him coffee that morning. So uh, it just, that, that was a, a key and uh, to getting into the business. And they recommended us to other another producer, a director, and we started writing scripts for him. So we were, I had a paying job as, as a film writer. I think I was 21 or 22. And so it, um, that was terrific. But also the second point or, or part of the story is I got out and the first thing I did is I wrote to Billy Graham, Worldwide Pictures, Minneapolis, Minnesota. And I said, here I am, take me, I'm yours. I'm your answer to everything. And they, they were kind enough to write back and they said, uh, who are you? We don't know you. Are you in a union? Have you ever made a movie before? You know, the standard brush off, right? Go jump in a lake. So uh, I went into what a lot of people would call the secular film business. And so for several years, I, uh, you know, wrote and uh, learned how to uh, film and, uh, and, and just carry on in the regular part of the film business uh, to where the point where, up to the point where I was doing second unit photography for uh, 
let's see, I jumped forward almost 10 years in this, but all of the Knight Rider, Airwolf, Dukes of Hazard, Fall Guy, um, Magnum P.I., Murder, She Wrote, I was uh, filming uh, parts of those episodes. And um, it wasn't later, uh, much later, before I ran into um, some people with Worldwide Pictures, particularly John Shepard, and I had just done a commercial uh, PSA for a teenage homeless uh, ministry in Hollywood. And they were thinking about doing a movie on teenage, on, on homelessness. And uh, so I was, um, ended up going uh, full circle and ended up directing for Billy Graham for a while, for about, for about nine movies. And but the thing that a lot of people won't know that are listening that are younger is, and maybe you, you can well explain it, is that Billy Graham had a film company, Worldwide Pictures, based around Burbank area with a studio and all that and tried to put out and was successful at it in their own genre uh, about a film a year or however it would be. And um, it, it was successful in its own way, wasn't it? Well, the way they measure the success of a film is how many people have responded to the wow. message. Wow. And, it, and, it, and so just like a Billy Graham crusade, where at the end, Billy Graham called people to come forward and make a commitment um, and, 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 and say a prayer and, and give their lives to God and ask for forgiveness for their sins and uh, start a, a walk in the Christian faith, um, uh, just as that they wanted the movies to kind of achieve the same thing. So they wanted to have churches all over the city or wherever the, a geographic area was, uh, however it was defined, to sponsor a movie. They would buy the theater, they would put it in the theater, four wall the theater it was called, and then they would um, ask for responses, people to walk literally forward in the movie theater. Well, meanwhile, you've got a transition of churches that now wanted to show their films. And then ultimately, of course, video, where um, one of my films for Billy Graham called The Ride is in, the, uh, is in Amazon Prime right now. And, uh, and several others, uh, another one's gonna be released this September. So Billy Graham is now sending their library out. But yes, at one time, Worldwide Pictures was headquartered in not just Burbank, but in Minnesota. Sure. In, in Minneapolis. And they, they built a stage there in um, Burbank and which they later sold. Um, I don't think I've ever shot at that stage, but I've been on the stage when they were shooting a portion of a Billy Graham movie. Uh, but later on, they decided to sell it. Now, that sounds like a good ride. Uh, not <laughs> no pun in, intended based on your previous film. Nine films or so that that sounds like a nice catalog right there. It was very nice. Um, I got to know, as I mentioned his name earlier, a guy named John Shepard, who kind of revived Billy Graham's film ministry. There was about a 10 year gap, I think, where they weren't making any movies. And John and another guy from Atlanta, uh, John's not, John's um, a Chicago guy, but lives in LA. And he, they, they talked Billy Graham into, into, reviving if you will their film business and they did have board approval to do up to two movies a year but um 
it ended up being one movie every two years. Uh, and each movie, unfortunately, uh, started to go like the, every movie has to mean everything to everyone. You know, you couldn't just target a demographic mm-hmm. as much as much as you would want to. And if you were doing four movies a year or or even two, you could easily target teenagers for one and, you know, um, uh, people who like action adventure for another women for another, uh, you know, any 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 formula that you want to follow. So um, it, it uh, they uh, I was on the second to the last Billy Graham movie, uh, and I don't know if they've done one since. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so it's been at least 10 years, I would I would think that since they've done it. But yeah, for anybody who I mean, they used to do that. And um, I think they they're I'm, I'm happy that there's some spark. There's an ember. There's a righteous remnant. I think they're down there in Charlotte now. And they have the library of all the films we've done and they're transferring them over to digital and uh, in their native formats. We don't have to box it anymore, like, you know, three by four and um, aspect ratio and, and all that. So it's, 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 uh, uh, I, I, I have hope, you know, now I don't know if they'll ever do another movie again, but um, you know, the, the, when Billy, retired so to speak uh that uh, took the wind out of a few sales as well enjoying the conversation with feature film director michael seibel hope you will join us next time we'll pick up where we left off thanks you've been listening to the six ways to sunday podcast with craig d forrest brought to you by matchstick media international dedicated to excellence in media through inspiration, vision, and education. To learn more, visit us on the web at matchstickmedia.org. That's matchstickmedia.org. Your generous donations, large or small, help defray costs for producing this creative podcast. Thanks for listening and subscribing.